You're listening to WIC Community Radio, broadcasting on uh, WIC Radio. Um, in the studio tonight, um, I've got Kevin Headley of It's Nearly Friday, uh, Homeless People's Micro Festival, uh, London's Wicked Radio. Um, poignantly, we are broadcasting from the lab, um, th- which is a Bark Studio Eco build, um, um, a flat pack construction um, in the yard, uh, main yard next to Grow Hackney, in partnership with them. I think talking about uh, homelessness t- with Kevin tonight, and uh, we're going to hit we, uh, and a selection of his uh, tunes and um, podcasts that he does regularly is um, an interesting uh, prospect given our surroundings uh, in Hackney Wick and homelessness and this building that basically you could build for a few pounds as opposed to a few million pounds. How are you doing, Kevin? I am absolutely brilliant. I am absolutely brilliant. So do you want to, do you want to tell us a little bit about um, It's Nearly Friday, um, uh, London's Wicked Radio, your work with the homelessness, uh, your involvement in music, and um, just fire away. Let's, let's see what you got. Yeah, I mean, like... Um yeah, we have. Uh, I've been I've been for about six years in Hackney Week uh, as a homeless person at the big right at the beginning of, of those six years as a um, vendor for the Big Issue. Um, basically, yeah, I did a lot of work with them, a lot of fundraising as well, and a lot of the photography. Also, I gave them lots of uh, bands from my database from back in my past, and they were in fraud with that. So, working very closely with them. Later on, I decided to make my own little. Um, Homeless People's Micro Festival with my customers because, uh, you know, around Hackneywick, as you know, um, grabbing the title of the the, the greatest uh, artists in the whole of the Europe at, at one stage, having the Hackney Wicked Festival and everything and really, really on, prominently on the map. Yeah. So I just I just took um I just took on board um, some of the customers and and checked them to help me out as vol- volunteers with their artwork and w- where we recycled and upgraded their, their their talents and skills not just artwork but musicians and stuff like that and we we created a homeless people's micro festival which pops up between east and southeast I call it east to southeast southeast to east yep. so we pop up um, all different places people give us free free spaces we we just pop up and uh, and just entertain people as an awareness and a non-profit thing. So this year, 2018, we decided, decided to start doing fundraisers for the homeless and for projects as well. And lots of um, homeless people started to join in with their support and also the supporters as well started to join in with the support and stuff like that. And the projects were getting funded by by the uh, fundraisers that we held. Do you know what I mean? You. You you raising awareness about homeless through putting on music events. That's and, right. Yeah. And what's the response in um, in Hackney Wick from from like your your punters, the people who are buying the big issue? Did, yeah. They did, did they take it on board straight away? They yeah, they're massively clued up um, um, about homelessness, and that's why they're coming to me to buy the mags and everything, and have a good old chinwag. You know, before they buy the wick mags, which which is having a you know good old chinwag, and a lot of them are going to be coming to from work to the wick or working in the wick anyway. Do you know what I mean? And then they can see what's going on, as said, you probably might be able to um, have an empathy with, because, like, you know, there's a lot of social cleansing and gentrification, social, but especially social, social cleansing around here, and a lot of people have to elight their nice uh, con- contained little um, comfort zones, if you like, mm. and really nice uh, warehouses where they can relate with people doing the same thing as them and have to elight it because of the rising of the rent, blah, blah, yeah. and find alternative uh, living accommodation. So they, you know, people was, and, and it, 
at some stage, people also started becoming homeless and stuff like that. I mean, I just heard about an occasion where a person was going to be made homeless or was made homeless and was kind of one of the 3.5 million people that are hidden homeless and committed suicide, basically, mm. on, on Hackneywick Station. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and this is the sort of thing we're talking about, trying to, trying to you know, <coughs> locate these people and recover, recover them because there's always a better way. So what, what strikes me about Hackney Wick is um, the footfall of the station. You have all these people walking past every day who are going to these flats, which are, a lot of them are living in, uh, in the new builds or something like that, which are very expensive. And you're presented with a, a couple of homeless people uh, asking for money or something like that, pretty much down, down and out on, and, and you know, need, in, need in, in a sad state. Mm. And that's kind of presenting it right in the face of these people that, that something's happening. Um, and you seem to you seem to like step step right in between mm. that in in a really kind of yeah. uh, good way where, where you've kind of raised the the profile or, or lost the stigma. Some, you managed to lose the stigma of the 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 person selling the big issue, and become kind of a real rep for uh, you know uh, yeah. for, for people who are quite almost unable to kind of um, communicate in, in, in a way that those people would kind of feel comfortable with. You kind of step right in the middle of that. Yeah. Is that how, how, you, how you see it kind of thing? I do, indeed, yes. You're right, Peter. I took that energy and I said, what can I do with it? Do you know what I mean? And basically, I, I took it and I used it as a foundation to stand on and started to use it in, in, in its right to protest about, um, in, in defence of uh, homeless people and turn it into mm. an offence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So... Um, yeah, again, later on, I started to come out in, of my recovery stage and come into where I was accommodated. And then I was able to sit back and think about what the, a game plan, what I'm going to do with the, all this good energy, positive energy. And this energy came from Hackney Week. So, I mean, most individuals mm. that helped me out and supported mm. me came from Hackney Week. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of the creatives around here mm. kind of, um, have, have kind of, um, partnered up with you really, you That's know, right, yeah. and, and, um, that that's a I, I mean I see that as a really positive thing I mean I think artists get like a lot of bad press don't they I mean the, the, as as kind of agents for it's gentrification right. or something like that yeah, I mean yeah. I think they're kind of the pawns in that kind of game really undermined yeah and um, the, it, it's uh, to me like you know it, it seems like a really good example of like local musicians and stuff really taking this on board you know yeah, um, yeah. and and do you, do you see that uh, continuing more as as the area gets m m more gentrified and more rich, or do you see it? Do you think it's going to tail off and people start, you mm. know, kind of ignoring and just putting the money in the, in the pot and just yeah. going home and thinking oh, they've done they've done their bit. A bit yeah. yeah. Well, even even so, I mean, it's it, it's the values, of course. The whole uh, occupation of Hackney Week has changed a lot. The ten the tenancy of Hackney Week has changed a lot. So I get a lot of people coming down off the station now. I'm not hitting them fifty pound notes and twenty pound notes and ten pound notes. Do you know what I mean? If I am it's from regulars who stayed around here but people have been leaving at like yeah. uh, up to t between one and three times yeah. three people a month. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but yeah the, the regulars are still coming to we still have a good chin wag and we still we still stick to the game plan. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But you know what what's I found that's quite effective is is that is that they they have these talents they've gone to universities obviously all over the 
Europe, not just here in yeah. the UK. And then you were, you were able to bring them all together because I've met people that have been living next door to each other for like two, three years and never even spoke to each other. Yeah. But because I'm selling one a mag and the other one I spoke to another and they were selling them. And then yeah. at one stage, we was, we was talking about this yesterday, there'd be like three people queuing up to buy a mag and they've never met each other, but they've seen each other for three years coming down the same from the same station and notice that they can swap business cards amongst each other and I could even get them on an email thread loop and then all of a sudden there's a little family thing going. It's all about family, it's all about friends, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and not about money at all, do you know what I mean? So so in a way you've turned like what was originally a really disadvantageous situation for mm. you um, into something, um, a, a kind of uh, a career if you like, for you as a kind of rep yeah, for, yeah. for homeless people. And bringing a community together um, through, you know, through this kind of awareness of homelessness. For the first few years, it was completely strictly an awareness, and then later on, it became a more con concentrated um, game plan where we was able to supersede certain obstacles and get over certain boundaries, and it's just completely throw them out the window because we can do. We're more effective together, and as a unity, we're more yeah. effective together. Do you know what I mean? And we have, we've been since then we've been having such good times on the micro circuit, and just these people turned out and and really supported us and supported me yeah. and stuff like that. And we we were able to strike up projects that that yeah. might be able to help homeless people. Yeah. I mean, we have a project now with a well a hot water bottle basically that we can that it's got webbing so you can strap strap it to your body like a rucksack, but in the front and everything, right, so that right. we can outreach um, homeless people. In in uh, Westminster alone, there are three thousand people sleeping on the streets yeah. in Westminster yeah. borough alone but yet there's only 400 beds so so there's no chance of a lot of homeless people getting a bed or getting dry and clean and stuff like that for the night and there's not enough outreach workers volunteers or paid to go out and, and sort them out do you know what I mean the government is totally um, against that I think they're totally against that, even though they're the ones with the budgets and they're the yeah. ones that go and go out and sort out homeless Do you think people. they care at all, or do you oh, think no, it, do, do you think it's just do you think it's a, a policy strategy, uh, whatever that would be, or do you think it's a kind of just a, a you know the usual kind of detachment of people with very comfortable lives, not actually realizing what the problem is? Yeah. Or? It's a combination of both, isn't it, Pete? Basically, these people um, have some kind of uh, goal that are different to to our well-being and, and you know at the end of the day it's all about well-being do you know what I mean yeah so if you're comfortable in a place and you don't have to worry about your health or what you're going to eat the next day or where you're going to sleep then your, your well-being is is up the scale somewhere but if you're down the bottom of the scale then your priorities it's, it's are completely you know what different I mean? aren't they yeah yeah so tell us about the micro circuit because you mentioned that and yeah. um uh I've got a kind of idea what you mean, yeah. but I, I reckon a lot of people don't don't know about the micro circuit. Yeah, well, yeah. Tell us all about the micro circuit. Then. Well, you know, East London, um, especially Hackney and South East London, have always been good friends. Do you know what I mean? When it comes to partying and, and engaging with each other, swapping business cards, this, that and the other. And there have always been sort of um, contingencies to the problems, and especially homelessness. Do you know what I mean? They're always combined together as a, as a unison. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is that you know, I, I noticed that in a very small way with a very small purse, you can you can display and project a very massive um, awareness, uh, and it's kind of update people to what's really going on in the in the government in the parliament. Do you know what I mean? As as well as uh, mm -hmm. next door neighbour and having a letter with well, actually you know when you meet people in the letter, what's yep. going on? Do you know what I mean? So. 
projecting that idea if you if you have people with art and projections and visuals and and music that's current and up to date blah 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 and people are having a good time it's like currying people do you know what i mean yeah basically people are more likely to go to sleep the next and uh, wake up the next day remember what's going on and in in you know if you take a, a, a book and just write down loads of people's emails and this that and the other you can update them to what's going on as opposed to have them oblivious to what's going on because these people are very they're very shrewd, you know what I mean? They will like spin all of that stuff underneath you. We wouldn't even know what's going on. And then by the time you hear it, it's old news, but you know, but many people have even died by then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You do talk about the, par the party scene. Um, so we, we're talking about young people coming into the areas, mm. like the, the South London and, and uh, areas of Peckham and, and Newcross and Hackney and Bermondsey and um, they seem to be quite politically aware. They seem to be clued up with the internet and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, they know all about austerity, and and, and, and and you know and um. So they're 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 kind of like they. Do you find them jumping on your side straight away, really, through this kind of your your festivals and things like that? That's right, because they you know they're in they're in institutes that um, have courses uh, in humanities. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're just wondering what you know um, what do you do with you know with our skills and our talents? And obviously, people have picked us because we're gifted and skilled and talented. We're learning all this information, but actually, what do you do with it? Do you know what I mean? Do we do do, do bring it out into a whole massive like a um, mechanical system which is all to do with franchises this that and the other and and we're churning over loads of money for people that you know wasting loads of information that can get stumped in, in people's countries in holes in people's countries or or do you generate the actual human power energy power mm -hmm. into into helping out a, a situation yeah. where where even you know if it gets that if it gets that drastic um even the prime minister might even listen because like everybody's talking mm -hmm. and everybody's everybody's united together yeah. do you know what i mean yeah do, do you work with any other organization well since then um i managed to get myself um a voluntary post or as a hhpo which is a homeless health homeless health peer advocate for a charity called groundswell yeah and we, we hear some more something more from them later and then also um i'm a voluntary um, journalist for Pavement Magazine, yeah. which I'm, uh, makes me a voice for which Pavement. Which you're holding yeah. in your hand right now, which yeah. is a small, uh, A5? A, A, A6. A6 size magazine, which is a really good read. Um, mm. And do you give that out with the big issue, or you just hand it out when, when you're around and about? It's mostly meant for homeless people, because inside is a directory, basically, of all the places you can go and get cleaned up and eat and get signposting and everything. So it's like yeah. a handbook. If I, if, mm. if I had the misfortune to kind of end up on the streets, yeah. no idea what to do with myself, yeah. I bump into someone like you mm. or working for Groundswell or... Uh, you know, selling the issue or something like that, and they'd have one of those probably, and, yeah. and, and it give you the, sure. mm. give you a clue to like how you might survive the night. You know, yeah. All our teams are ex-homeless or homeless people, so we write genuine stories about what's going on and how you can get looked after. There's so many people out there supportive, but they're, mm -hmm. they're just not getting the recognition. Um, there's so many people trying to help, but these, you know, we get to a certain block, like a mental block, or like a um, cap if you like do you know yeah, what I mean and people yeah. we get kind of played down and that, but that's all down to the, the current government mm -hmm. system at the moment do you know what I mean people are always fond of throwing the statistics around things like that and, and kind of numbers seem to like make a difference to people if you like if you kind of call them out how many people do you reckon are actually homeless in Hackney roughly do you, is there, what, the, what the kind um, of figures the current figures for Hackney I wouldn't like to quote 
Um, I would like to. I would, I'd prefer to come back and maybe record a bit to, a bit yeah, to be yeah. more act, accurate. But then a lot of the um, stats get do get sort of sexed up if you like in dossiers and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I can guarantee you, it's it's like one of the main places on the map, and especially yeah. for females. Um, right. Females um, tend to. Um, in Hackney, for some reason, tend to are highly related to sex working and being homeless and, and, and on drugs. Right, right, you know, I mean, drugs yeah. more than even alcohol. Then you get yeah. uh, probably alcohol last, and they're sort of mooning around the streets and everything, trying to their their daily routine is to get up to find alcohol, to find drugs and stuff like yeah. that. And then they have mental health issues, yeah. or, which are disorders. So they can go, you can go all the way down the scale of what, what kind of disorders they have, or a compilation of uh, quite a lot of them. And they need a lot of help. So there are a lot of people that will help them. They, they, they know they can go to places and they know where to go to help them. But the, the addiction is so mm -hmm. um, is so imperative. Do you know what I mean? That yep. that they, you know, it supersedes any any type of um, help that, yeah. that we can give them for yeah. Hackney for some reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So so we've both we've both been active and living in Hackney for what I mean. Like I'm I, I'm guessing it's getting on for thirty years for me. And, and quite a while for you, mm. I, I imagine maybe the same. Or, um, and we watched the area change from like the poorest borough in London, really, at one yeah. point, um, to kind of like the most, the, the most go-to place in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even you know, like possibly the world or something at, yeah. so, at some point. And that's social cleansiness. That yeah. Well, is, well, I, that's what I was gonna. That's bring me to the point. Like, um, do you think? Um, Obviously, like the council have now become um, more moneyed through the through the kind of changes in the area, and they've and they've encouraged kind of developers and things like that. And that's another argument, another discussion about whether the private public partnership kind of stuff works. Do you think gentrification has brought any relief to homelessness, or do you think it's made it worse? Well, of course not. It's, it's you know it has made it um, considerably more worse, worser off because. You know, if you know, if they take in areas of property and they just sort of like just, um, you know, integrating it into or or just washing it clean and just putting up buildings that people can't afford and ne are never going to get allocated to mm -hmm. and moving uh, original cultured Hackney people out of Hackney and moving them somewhere else after how many years, 20, 30, 40 yeah, years yeah. and stuff like that, then their goal is just about you know the coin they're just in, interested in money and the monetary system is 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 the ruler yeah. here. you know the monetary yeah. system is the one that's sitting on the throne here do you know what i mean yeah. they haven't got any any interest in people's culture or how they are there's, there's no personal um there's no interpersonal no. um skills or anything uh, introduced to people to try and help help them out or personal p participation yeah. from the yeah. from the cackney culture to to whatever the government scheme scheme yeah. is they're not interested in, in hackney no. people so the, the only kind of relief is that Perhaps because the area's got richer, you might get more money in your pot if you're kind of sitting there begging for the enough money for whatever you need for the night, and that's about it, really. There's no I don't even believe that's going to happen because a lot of people moving into Hackney are going to be suited and booted. So you could, if you could imagine some, a place like Canary Wharf, where yeah. people don't even really enjoy themselves and boogie, well, they go to, they go into a drinking house after yeah. work, after working in banks and and, yeah. and digital yeah. designers, this yeah. that and the other, and they they they're on good money every every hour is good money for them. They're just going to go straight into yeah. the um, alcohol usage disorder. That's what we call it. That's what it is, yeah. right? And they will they'll go straight into a bar and everything, no music or anything, and just spin out that money, talk talk shop, yeah. But yeah. then I, I notice that they start to come here. 
Do you know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, buildings... Well, mm. They've actually... Yeah, I mean, I'm not interrupting, but, I'm, they, you know, you reminded me that um, one of the um, building companies around here, the, the developers, uh, they, you know, in, qu in quotes, um, they, they, they're kind of actually saying, we want to attract the suits to skinny jeans brigade. Um, city people um, with uh, aspirations to liking art and things like that. So, uh, you know, I mean, do you think that's do you think that's like building a community, or do you think? I mean, you know, these are kind of rhetorical questions because mm -hmm. I'm going to say no. But <laughs> 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 do, do what do you think? I mean, I am. A, I really like to. Do you think there's any good in it at all, or what? What can we draw from from this kind of change? Well, of course. 60 flats say that are built in front of us that are all start at 476,000 and probably go way 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 up, yeah. up to a million yeah. to the penthouse suites so we're talking a lot a lot you know a lot of maths there yeah yeah a lot of millions a lot of money yeah. yeah do you think do you can we draw you know like help me out here do you, mm. do, you, do you think we can then draw any good from this or or what Hackney Wick people are artists and philosophers of art and everything they have a school and a, and a village to themselves basically do you know what I mean and it's all based on a family of art and artists and musicians and blah blah, blah etc these people are not appreciating it they're living on the reputation that's left by the people that's left they're living vicariously through yeah. kind of like something that's kind of been that's dying out isn't yeah it? yeah and they're doing it through phasing craze because they're young people and absorbent do you know what I mean? So they come in here and they're going, yeah, this is it. This is the in thing. This is where it's supposed to be. I heard about this a year ago. I heard yeah. about this five years ago. Do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, the attachment is not secure because when they get here, they have to struggle. Yeah. And then um, and then when they get here, they have to be who they are. Yeah. So And who they are is where they come from. Yeah. So they bring their culture with them and, and it changes over. It's happened in so many places. In, in I'm talking about in countries and everything. So it's yeah, happened yeah, so yeah. many times. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's quite plain to I've, see. I've, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of it. Um, what what do you think builds a community then? What 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 kind of you know you've you've lived a life, you know, you've lived a life that that you know um, a lot of people haven't lived. It's yeah. kind of you know I wouldn't say it's a privilege, but it's a kind of experience that a lot of people just haven't had. You yeah. know that they've come come through a, a well school a well schooled kind of yeah, a, yeah. you know a, a secondary education in mm. straight into a degree straight into a, a job in the city or something like that. Yeah, and you've kind of like you've. You've taken the, the rough the rough route round town as well. Yeah, the long know, way the, round. The, yeah, the long way round. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think you know it's a different. They're a different culture. So uh, for you to get one culture as, as one way, who's um, who's founded themselves and made themselves comfortable in an area of about so roughly mm. about a mile and a half or so. Do you know what I mean? And everything's going all right. You know, you've got your own festivals, you've got galleries going up all the time, you've got your own shops, even brewing your own beers and lagers, this, yeah. that, and the other. So, and then all to just have that taken away just to bring new people there to up the market, yeah. right, is a big culture shock. Do you know what I mean? So and, you, you and think like even, even the kind of, you know, the sort of, I'd say, you know, I, I visited Brooklyn like a couple mm. of years ago oh, yeah, nice. and I, I kind of, well, yeah, I was up doing gigs and stuff, but mm. I kind of, I was I was horrified. It looked like Hackney in in five years forward. You know, it seemed so kind of corporate. It seemed so taken over. Everything people had told me about what was happening there, like ten years ago or something like that, how cool it was, how how you know, like everything sort of people sniggered at, sniggered at a little bit, which mm. was like like oh hipsters making kind of cold brew coffee and all this kind of stuff seemed much more preferable to what was happening. It seemed quite sanitized. And what what do you think makes a culture then? What do you 
family, family instinct, yeah? Because the, the only way that these people are getting away with what they're getting away with um, is two things, the monetary system, yeah, and dividing a family, which is the family is, a, is the human race and not races, mm -hmm. yeah, but the human race, yeah? And what they've done is just they've they've just gone. They've used history against people, and they've used a tactic which is um, methodical, yeah. And they've used it as a brainwashing thing, yeah. It's kind of like the releasing of the chain and using brain chains now. Just highly psychological, and people just get up and they just kind of just walk around in all these type of electromagnetic fields with uh, that's run off by devices and stuff like that, and just think that's the way life is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But as soon as you get as soon as you get people together as a family and they around, especially around the dinner table, yeah, even if like a banquet or a big festival and stuff like that, then you will just see the, the whole enterprise of every individual become one enterprise. Do you You're know talking I mean? about family as in not just your kin, yeah, but like family as in me and you met. Yeah. And now we're, you know, you know I mean? and we, we know uh, six or seven other people who can sit down, yeah, chew the fat with. Or 40,000 people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, at one stage, 40,000 people was coming here, and they was coming here for a reason, because um, it, the word out, the whisper out is, this is the place to be, to be uh, real and, and live reality and show off your art, your music, your, your culture, and most of all, your friendship. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, when I come, when I come um, to Grow, basically, I, out of all the places I know here, and I've been here six years, Grow is one of the most places that I feel more, most comfortable about, which is like family to me, do you know what I mean? Really? Or, or family that I never had, do you know what I mean? They even kind of, again, superseded my own family um, aspects and stuff like that, and I feel really comfortable here, do you know what I mean? I think there's a lot of, um, when people open up the warehouse spaces and they put events on that aren't just kind of house parties or something like that, which is fine, but when they open them up and they put, you know, they've made an effort and put an event on, like people playing music and stuff like that of all different types, Poetry, you know, people finding themselves different generations. Um, Certainly, you know, eclectic, people, yeah. people in their fifties, mm. kind of reading, telling, you know, telling wise tales. People in their twenties, kind of discovering, I don't know, Sylvia Plath for the first time, or the Velvet Underground, or like electronic music, you know, and and, and everything in between. It, it's quite, it's quite heartening, isn't it? I find yeah. that, you know, there's a there's a kind of generational family here, which is really. Uh, an interesting, bizarre experiment that, that by accident, I think. It's it's way. a very it's a very is the vehicle itself going through, using a vehicle to go through, um, tr you know, its transcendence, kind of um, aura, if you like. Do you know what I mean? Is that is highly mag mag magical? Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it, you, I mean, you don't have to talk or anything. You just need to feel. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. yourself, you know, when I, when I see you and you're doing your stuff and I see your artwork and everything, as a homeless person, homeless people, homeless people love art, believe it or not. They, because... Well, homeless people mm, are homeless mm. people. <laughs> they, yeah, I mean, but I mean, yeah. I mean, they have a different sort of view of art than uh, someone that is kind of working art and using yeah. it as a, using the commissions and blah, 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 et cetera, and yeah. using it as a business and stuff like that. They use it as a therapy. Do you know what I mean? So if a homeless person sees some artwork that they identify to... That is a therapy that's going to actually, that artwork is going to spread out something in the psychology that's going to help them through the day. Just, yeah. a, just a little up bit of artwork, do you know what I mean? But you know what, I think, like, you know, from the bottom to the top, um, you know, um, all artists do that. I mm. think it was therapy for people, like, as kind of, 
seemingly cold and kind of detached as Andy Warhol or Damien Hirst or people like that to like people who are just doing it as therapy to kind of get, yeah. you know, deliberately to get over a kind of psychological trauma or something like that. Mm. I think there's the, the element of therapy in art is completely, um, it's almost, it was all, when I was at college, it was almost kind of, fr- it, was, it was sneered at and frowned upon, you know, it's for people with mental health problems, you know, like you don't want to, but actually I think, right. I think it, it, you can, you can see it in most artists where there, there, there's definitely a, a therapeutic activity going on. It, it, That's quite strange being as both, you know, the colleges are the institute, do you know what I mean? And, and the therapy, the mental health system is an institution as well. Yeah. So they should... Re- Some bits are better than others, you know. So, because you have two models there and the medical model and the social model and certainly when it comes to institutions, especially when it comes to mental health and everything comes under the medical model, mm. but then but then medical models and social models go hand in hand as a partnership together and should, shouldn't really be used individually on their own, do you know what I mean? Mm. And and certainly um, if you go to most uh, mental health institutes like South London Morsley or something like that, they use, uh, they as a part of the multidisciplinary service, they use... Uh, art therapy they get so much more out of the individual with art therapy do you know what I mean yeah. in fact I'm using now one of my latest projects is to use artists from from uh, Hackney Wick to help me out um, when I go to do my inreaches and stuff like that in hostels do you really yeah, yeah mental health hostels so I have volunteers that will come I've got one guy called um, Alex Branenov and basically what he does is he comes every Tuesday for the last sort of two going on three months every Tuesday on time relentlessly and he teaches all this artwork to homeless guys that come into day centres in Victoria or or, or in these uh, temporary stay yeah. mental health assessment centres and he really, really, really does well. He's, he does so well that they're very impressed with him and they start to move him up the ladder with him, yeah. do you know what I mean? And then I've got off. I've got people queuing up from artists from Hackney Wick who are good, including people. These like, are people you've met uh, uh, yes, selling they, the issue yeah, or events you've exactly. organised or events you've been to around here, exactly. part of the community. Yeah, mm. that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think like, um, you know, I, I think you know, I, I I love doing art for art's sake. Mm. I love doing it for uh, personal therapeutic reasons. Mm. I also like really engaging with the community, and I think you know, like. I wouldn't say that you have to, but I think it's a really, you know, for me, it's a really important thing that artists, you know, they don't just come into the area and kind of sit around drinking cold brew coffee and, and kind of like lording it up. They kind of get, they get involved in the kind of indigenous, in, if you like, yeah, community, in the community and, yeah. and, 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 and work with it. And I think that mm. kind of gives art a kind of, not a, a sole purpose, it gives it an extra parallel purpose, yeah. which I think kind of enhances art and, should, and, and the artist's purpose in it life. It should be an initial purpose, really, because, well, you know... Well, I think the initial mm. purpose, if you're an artist or a musician, is to make music or art. Yeah. You know, and this maybe the, the, the underlying purpose might be therapy for yourself, you know, because yeah, yeah. it makes you feel better about something, you know. Yeah. And certainly, I, I just, I'd just say, like, a, as a, for me, like a parallel purpose, which is completely enhancing, you know, and, and informs... Mm. Uh, and, and enhances it that, that um, y- you know working with communities and working with uh, in the people around you that, uh, is, is, is really important I yeah. don't know I think it really is because you know we, we were saying back in the day 
we were talking about back in the day. So if you, in back in the day, people used to get out their instruments, this, that, and the other, and they used to cheer each other up with going through all these, all these hard times. Uh, people were having dynasties, this, that, and the other, and people were worn, torn, this, that, and the other. Yeah. And, the, and the, the community, the society they were in, used to get out their instruments and play little things yeah. together, blah, blah, blah. And, then, and also to the artists. And if you, yeah, if you was to go back into Egyptians... Um, mythologies and stuff like that they did uh, put artwork on the walls you can see by hieroglyphics and stuff like yeah, that yeah. do you know what i mean so, which is a teaching and it's a teaching it's a it's a philosophy behind what's going on from day to day from year to year mm -hmm. yeah, it's a teaching and stuff like that later on when whenever the monetary monetary system was invented later on people start to make money out of everything and they forgot what the yeah. the therapy of music and art was I think a, yeah i think there's a great difference between your kind of cave artist kind of mm. being the shaman of the tribe and painting on the walls of the cave yeah uh, the cave um to you know signify whatever they were doing like a better hunt or yeah. re recording a, a good hunt or kind yeah. of a ceremony or something mm. through to kind of all all the kind of um you know uh, early civilizations you know like uh, egypt and um the african civilizations mm. and stuff right through to the monks toiling mm. away doing the, the the book of kells or the yeah. lily's farm or something like that you know not not thinking about making dollar out of it just kind of it's part of their transcribing purpose. Yeah, yeah yeah it's their purpose in in life it almost kind of you know this kind of spiritual activity or something to yeah i guess that there's an origin i guess that yeah i guess that art kind of has this dual purpose now which is to make money and to kind of satisfy the artist craving to make art and this this parallel kind of idea of artists involving themselves just seems really you know i mean a a, a, a good idea for mm. art you yeah. know it, it may, might make people a bit less kind of like um i don't know uh, questioning or kind of suspicious of of kind of art you know i think people are quite suspicious of it in britain aren't they they're kind of like what are you doing you know why are you doing art why are you doing that you know unless it's something really simple that people can see like as a a, a realistic kind of piece of art that can be sold or something like that they're quite suspicious of it but can you see how um how much money art could make because you know taking homeless people around the royal academy of arts and i think i saw about six paintings that were owned by the queen and and they were massive. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, there is no wall I've I've ever been in any dwelling that could you know sort of um, host and, and and you know sort of put put on a wall there. That's how big they were. But then check out the price on them and the reasons. And some of these artists are very very good. The reason why they were very good because they was very um, they were very concentrated on how they're going to do their art so that not only they were that they were very good at depicting art and the, and the way it looks in the colors and the way there were horses and there were people and kings and queens mm -hmm. and this, that, and they were they were sending to places in, in in ancient china and i was getting certain powders that you could mix with certain powders and make a certain blue that no artist has got mm -hmm. anywhere else mm -hmm. in the world it's just that made that um inf you know, the inflation on that painting some kind of massive yeah you know what I mean? yeah should we have a drink for a second yeah <laughs> So tell me about, um, we're going to hear a load of tunes from you, aren't we? And, um, That's right. And some um, street recordings and things like that, That's voices right. from the street, people talking about um, That's right, yeah, homeless people, yeah. yeah. So tell me about, um, you do a, a podcast or a, a radio show called London's Wicked Radio. That's right, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. 
yeah, how that, long you've been doing mm. it and what what it consists of. Yeah, things yeah, like yeah that. sure. Yeah, it's, it was attachment basically to the micro festival. Um, it's nearly Friday. Uh, it's nearly Friday. Normally, kind of pop up on a Thursday, hence the name. And so we thought that we'd be able to record it live. Uh, a friend of mine that used to work for SoundCloud and MixCloud, who used to write their programs, he wrote one called Mixer, M-I-X-L-R dot com, basically. And this, in this way, all you need is your computer and a mixer, plug it in to your to the software, your account, yeah, which is free. And then you're, you're in a radio station pool of like thousands of radio stations with your little your little um, link, mm. yeah, and then you and people are just listening very digitally, clearly through the computer radio in the radio station. And you just run it in like a radio station in, in that effect. Do you know what I mean? Yep. How often do you broadcast then? Um, we did we did like uh, constantly a year of just complete tests at the time, just running people's demos. We only play kind of demos and have um, private talks on there, so we wouldn't really be playing. Um, so little interviews with people, yeah, and things like that, yeah, yeah, and their demos. So you know, we, you, you know, Pete's got a band. We get Pete in and everything. Yeah, we, we talk to Pete and everything. Run some of his demos. And, and they'd stuff be like. homeless people that you've met and things like these that. Are, these are homeless people or, or ex-homeless people that we've met. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's basically um, London's Wicked Radio um, is a platform for um, people who've um, been homeless or are homeless or have recovered from homelessness and um, their musical endeavours, their chats, their poetry, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Have you got any plans for doing any more uh, London's Wicked Radios? Yeah. Um, Are you resting I'll, it at the moment? or? Well, we, we, you know, we, we did all the test plays, test, test, test demos and everything. That was pretty good. We had some, hair, we had some hiccups and everything with equipment, but what we managed to do is go to charity shops and pick up, second-hand equipment and stuff like that yeah. so and and we've got everything now we've got like uh, all the mixers we've got all the amplifiers and everything we've got everything now so people can just come to the studio and then we could just uh, broadcast where's uh, the like, studio studios in the southeast of london so it's in in forest hill right yeah and um, but we're mobile so we can do you find people are moving out that way because of the gentrification in in the east now well, I've seen in Lewisham Borough, I've seen a lot, bumped into a lot of my customers in Lewisham. They're like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I've got a warehouse in Camberwell. Oh, I'm teaching. I'm, uh, I'm renting the space down yeah. here. And I'm thinking, like, you know, some name brand people as well, high profile people that have been awarded for their artwork. Yeah. In Hack, you know, that I met in Hackney Week. And they've started to move out now. Yeah, and they've yeah. sort of been to Lewisham. Do you know what I mean? Do you think that this drain of creativity is, um, I don't think, obviously, don't I don't think it's good for the area, but. Do you think it's going to stop? Do you think anything's going to stop it? Or is it just gone now? Well, you know social cleansing is... Um, it's not even gentrification, is it? It's social cleansing. So they will go for X amount of years, maybe six years um, in that sort of number, and then they'll try something else and change over. And some, some, some other people... People come out of universities all the time. People want new jobs, want new places to live with their new jobs and stuff like that. They're into just moving people around and, and like, corralling them and moving them around like herds of cattle. And that's what people are getting a bit... Um, Get a bit, um, a lot of anxiety about because you know who wants to. You're settled in a place. You found your family. You're very, really happy. You're coming from a place where, you may, where maybe you're not happy, and then you found a place where you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really like it, and all of a sudden you've got to move because they've upped the rent and people have changed around here and people have gone. Do you know what I mean? So London's Wicked Radio. Mm. Um, do people come up to you in the street and say like, um, I'm, 
a musician, I'm an artist, um, I'm homeless, and that, um, or how 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 do you find the people who who play at your gigs or appear on your radio shows? And what I do is I try to base myself somewhere so people know where to find me, um, with with that maybe the social media and, and word of mouth. Actually, word of mouth is much better. So Grow is an, a place that I found that is really, really good with that. They completely understand me, and um, I understand them completely as well. So I do a second um, night of uh, open mic there, just one hour curating, where I w I'm allowed to bring some of my people just to show them show off um, that you know what they can do and stuff like that, and then and then introduce that those acts mm -hmm. and the performances into the rest of the night, which yeah. is which is again performers. So we all kind of meld together. And and we have a really good time listening to people. I mean, so a lot of the times we like too many people uh, come. Well, Gro Gro's partnered up with you, really. You, That's you, right. You're half half the half the show at least. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, we had some really good good crazy times there. And and basically, then I what I would do is I you know if it's really really good, I would go to say Joel or yourself, and I would go look. You know, um, that person's very interesting. Have you got contact that, yeah. contact with that person? And then I'll call them up, and they'll they'll come out and and support us. Do you know what I mean? Right. So the the the, the idea of um, your Friday, uh, it's all, the idea of it's almost Friday Microfest and mm. London's Wicked Radio is outreach into the community with, with the homeless people, showcasing their work and uh, reaching out to supporters, supporters to yeah. big up your um, cause, your yeah. uh, information service, your awareness of homelessness. Yeah. It's the same as I would take an artist from here and take them to a place where, say, Royal Academy of Arts or National Theatre, what are we going to be doing that soon, National Theatre, or Tate Modern or something like that, and have them as an artist who's, who's well-scholared to to train or, or um, facilitate a homeless artist. You know what I mean? It's like one, one yep. and the other. So it's, it's a partnership going all the time because we're using the compassion of one person to enhance the gift and the skill of another person who's less fortunate. Um, 79 people have died this winter alone from freezing because this winter has been so cold, it's been snowing, and I personally have been on the street collecting homeless people, trying to take them to hospitals and clinics, and as I've come out of the tube stations all around roughly where they are to kind of track them down, yeah. try and find them, I've seen homeless people on this, in the snow, on the cardboard, the same way with the quilts and everything, yeah, yeah. not moving, yeah. not moving, do you know what I mean? But then one dies, sadly, in um in Westminster near the Parliament. All yeah. of a sudden, it's on the news and everything. Boom, boom, boom. But what happened to the you know sort of like what happened to the seventy eight other people that died from the yeah. cold? They didn't, they wouldn't put that because they were in poor areas, like really you know really even if it's in Westminster, really back back behind this and back behind that. It doesn't it doesn't. It's, it's such a no uh, funerals it, it, for them, these people, or anything. Do you know what I mean? No, it, it it's such a, a I'd say tra I'd say a tragedy, but it's actually more of a travesty that you actually, you know, um, have to drag the problem to the parliament rather than um, drag the parliament to the problem. You know, like they don't outreach, do they? Um, the MPs and uh, things like that. No, not no, really no. seeing, you know, the the government. The government aren't really seeing the problem out on the streets. It's when it happens on their doorstep, they're embarrassed. Yeah, but they're spending like fifty million, right? I mean, the last time they spent fifty million, it was solely directed at rough sleepers only. 
yeah? Yep. 50 million, and then it got worse. Well, 50 million last year. So this year, they've had a look at what the 50 billion's done, and there are more homeless people. So they haven't done their job, but yet, where do 50 million pounds go? So they went, oh, well, you top it up with another budget, then we'll give you another 50 million. We'll give you 30 here and 20 there, mm. and try it from different angles. So flank it. Do you know what I mean? And we're going to see at the end of this year if that's going to happen. But that people like um, people like Jamie and Fira Fluffin and all these people have come together with me, and then we've these are Hanniewick bands, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've come together and so should we make these these water bottles? And should we get make this blah, blah blah? Can can you get an outreach team to get out to these people so that next year, if we made five hundred um, water, water bottles? Um, Kathleen from Hub Sixty Seven, yep. Sally, Hub all those Seven is a Holly, Hackney Wick, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, community hub. Hub, yeah. yeah. And these people are very interested. And Kev, you know, if you need the money, they've offered me the money so many times. I said, well, so far we're doing events which are fundraisers. So so far we're getting all the materials, and then I'm using people from homeless, um, the homeless sector, who are now famous people. You know, some of them are making costumes for models, top models, this, that, and the other. I'm getting them people to stitch all this stuff together along with Jamie. If we if we make say two hundred of them or three hundred of them, and we and we outreach um, homeless people that sleep on the street and give them one for free, right? They can go to cafes. They can go to people that will support them, give them hot water for that bottle. That is up to four between four and six hours of heat yeah. of that hot thing on their body. Yeah. Will they survive? Will, will will it reduce the amount of people that have died? We've had a terribly cold winter, haven't we? Yeah. The, the, and we're expecting another one next year yeah, as well. Yeah, so. Um, I always find that, um, you know, cynically, like, I think, like, at Christmas, people become really aware of homelessness, don't they? I, I, it's not cynicism, it's, it's kind yeah, of... Yeah. Um, homelessness is not for... They notice the snow, and they notice how cold they are, and then they think, oh, my God, that person must, must be, be really cold. Dead, you know? Know and suddenly everyone wants to start homeless charities at yeah. Christmas and things like that, yeah. and then... For a short period of time. But yeah. homelessness is not just for Christmas. That's what I always say. They come up to me, and like, this is not just for Christmas. Try and do this lot all year around. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's, it's, in the summertime, it's not too bad. But then what all the other issues attached is mental health, uh, yeah. mental health capacity, the stigma. Do you know what I mean? And, and then what about all the violence as well? Because there's so many, even me, I've been attacked twice when I was homeless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. One of them I nearly killed. One of them nearly killed me. Yes, um, severed a, a superficial temporal artery in my in my head here. There's an artery here yeah. that pumps out about a pound of pressure of blood, and it took about twenty pillows to get you stop. My, you know, so before um, a maxifacial surgeon had to race down in his green light flashing from Leeds to microsurgeon to sew it up, it wouldn't stop bleeding. Right, because of, just because a man was drunk and blah blah blah, and he's seen a homeless person, he's picking on a, a weaker homeless person than me. And I said, No, this guy's with me, he's a homeless person, we're going, we're leaving you. Before, before I left, he decided to, to smash a bottle in my face. Do you know what I mean? Right, and this, this is these are people. I mean, I, I mean, I can go out and I've been out in Camden and I've seen um, management of nurse managers that you know how rank high ranking a nurse manager is in mental health. Mm -hmm. Nurse managers even more higher ranking buying crack rocks from homeless people in wheelchairs mm -hmm. in Camden. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So we can't go to them. So who do we go to? We we want to recover. We, so I'm a I'm a model. I'm a perfect model at the moment. I'm a perfect model because I've I've, I've had both sides of the fences. Do you know what I mean? And at the moment, I'm I've created and assembled and and tried my best to pull together something that is helpful. It's only one brick in a massive bridge that we need to build. And the brick is here, the bridge is over there, we need to build to get over it and stuff like that. 
because if you, as you're saying about Brooklyn and stuff like that, if you went to Chicago and really took a video camera of all of what the homeless situation is there, you'd, you'd, you'd feel so depressed. We'd, we'd probably have to, we'd have to treat you for, for mental uh, mental disorder mm -hmm. of, of anxiety and depression because if you saw what they, they want people to live in down there, do you know what I mean? It's even worse, do you know what I mean? So, but we're over here, we've got a better chance of sorting this problem out, but if you want to dish out 50 million quid and 30 million quid and 20 million quid to tackle homelessness in one borough, and I'm not talking about this money's not going to all of UK, it's going to one borough, 50 million, mm -hmm. and next year, homeless people have um, doubled, and the amount of people in that borough sleeps more sleeping on the streets than you failed. So therefore, you're, it, there must be a reason behind that because you're failing for a reason. I'm sure my, my, my personal opinion is that insurance that insures if you fail, that it's worth more than that 50 million. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're saying perhaps that throwing money at it isn't just the, the answer, that there has to be a massive ra raising of awareness, a massive change in people's um, attitudes. Mentality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you, can't, you, you, you can't win that one with money because you need each one of those people are sick people right and then and then well they're homeless first and then they're sick people next do you mm -hmm. know what i mean and as and then they're hungry so yeah. that's three three reasons yeah so but uh, as bob marley says a hungry man is an angry man and a sick man is even worse angry so can you imagine a, a man that's both of them without a roof over his head you're dealing with like trying to get your your hand in a cage of a wild animal that might you might yank off your hand so therefore you need special training and relationships training, yeah, with to deal with people on one one on one. Do you know what I mean? So that you can get to get as much people. I mean, look at me. I'm, I'm an example. I mean, I was like that, and now I'm like this. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't say it's perfect or fantastic, but at least I'm effect. I've now taken from a homeless person that was down and out, blah blah blah. I had my problems and you know, blah 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 on drugs, this that, alcohol, whatever. Boom boom boom. Didn't care about nothing. I've gone from that. At least I'm here. And on this position, so I'm I'm effective now. Do you know what I mean? In 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 its essence, I can produce an awareness to homelessness that might be egg on the face of 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 the current government. Do you know what I mean? Kevin Headley, <laughs> thank you so much. It's thank been you, Peter. absolute pleasure. We've been chewing the fat here in the lab. Um, the sun has broken out on this beautiful evening. It's been an amazing talk with you. Thank you so much for you coming in for your work on the streets um, my pleasure um for the amazing events you put on um nice one kevin thank you sir